This is the Avinu.info podcast brought to you by the Avinu.info blog author and senior pastors of Living Church Ministries International, Bishop Demetrix and Pastor Pauline Roscoe. Today's topic, words essential to salvation. Satan wants us to aid him in misleading Adonai's people into paths of annihilation with dangerous doctrine. Words have power and are dynamic in nature. There are three words that are essential to salvation based on how they are taught. The words are prosper, overcome, and repent. 1 John 3, 2-4 of the King James Version Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. This scripture is a salutation, but because of error, it has been taught as doctrine. How we teach the concepts of God's kingdom is very important, and those who continue to teach error will have to give an account of that in the day of judgment. Prosperity was not about money, it was not about cars, it was not about what you can get, it was about truth. The Greek definition of prosper, according to the Complete Word Study Bible Dictionary, udu, contracted from udo, easy to travel, good, well, and hodos, which means a way or journey, to lead in a good way, to prosper one's journey. Figuratively, it means to make prosperous, give success to, and in the New Testament, only in the passive, meaning to be led in a good way, to have a prosperous journey. Romans 1 and 10 says, If I shall be prospered or permitted to come to you, figuratively to be prospered, as in 1 Corinthians 16 and 2, or 3 John 1 and 2, which is not a promise of God that Gaius, to whom this letter was written, would have a prosperous and healthy life. It was rather the wish of the writer in the same manner in which we write a letter saying, I hope you are well and prosperous, having all your needs met. Revelation 2, 1 through 5. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things say he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. This scripture is to the pastors. The Greek definition of repent, according to the Complete Word Study Bible Dictionary, repent or metaneo, contracted from metanu, denoting change of place or condition, and noeo, to exercise the mind, think, comprehend, to repent, change the mind, relent. Theologically, it involves regret or sorrow, accompanied by a true change of heart toward God. It is distinguished from metamalami, or to regret, in a religious sense, implying pious sorrow for unbelief and sin, and a turning from them unto God and the gospel of Christ, used in an absolute sense, meaning to repent and turn to God from idolatry, as attended with external acts of sorrow. Please see the reference scriptures within the blog. 
Although the Lord Jesus insisted on repentance by all others, he himself never expresses any feeling of penitence or regret for something he ever did or left undone, for something he ever said or left unsaid. He never prayed for forgiveness. He never knew of a time when he was not in peace and harmony with the Father, nor spoke of coming into such a relationship. Of him, John wrote, Ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. 1 John 3 and 5 Peter, on the day of Pentecost, referred to the Lord Jesus as the Holy and Righteous One, Acts 3 and 14. Paul says, He who knew no sin was made to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 The apostle in Hebrews 7 and 26 calls him holy, guileless, undefiled, separated from sinners. The sinlessness of Jesus, and therefore the needlessness of repentance, is clearly stated in Hebrew 4 and 15. We have not an high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but one who has been in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. The testimony of the Lord Jesus himself about his sinlessness is noteworthy. Which of you convinceth me of sin? John 8 and 46, he asks. In John 8 and 29, he said, He that sent me is with me. He hath not left me alone, for I do always the things that are pleasing to him. There are two words in the New Testament which convey the idea of repentance, metanoia and epistrepho, to come back, convert, turn about. These words derive their moral content not from Greek, but from Jewish and Christian thought, since nothing analogous to the biblical concept of repentance and conversion was known to the Greeks. Metanoeo presents repentance in its negative aspect as a change of mind or turning from sin, while epistrepho presents it in its positive aspect as turning to God. Both, however, have much the same content of meaning. Christ's call to repentance in Matthew 4 and 17 has as its motive the nearness of the kingdom, participation in which is conditioned upon the new disposition in Matthew 18 and 3. It is addressed not as in the Old Testament to the nation, but to the individual, and not merely to flagrant sin, but to all sin, Luke 13 and 3. Both great and small. The inner and radical character of the change required is illustrated by the figure of the tree and its fruits. The first four Beatitudes may be taken as descriptive of elements of true repentance. Poverty of spirit, the confession of one's spiritual helplessness, patochos, the Greek word for poor, sorrow for sin, meekness and hunger, and thirst for righteousness are all characteristics of the soul that is turning to God from sin. In the parable of the prodigal son, Jesus draws a picture of the true penitent person. Such is assured of the forgiveness of the father whose love has anticipated his return and has gone out to seek and save, Luke 15 and 4. Of fastings and other external accompaniments, Christ says little, as indicated in the parable of the publican and the Pharisee in Luke 18, 10 through 14. No external acts can take the place of an internal sorrow for one's sins. Amatanoitos, or impenitent, metanoia, a change of mind, repentance. Ameno means to continue in. Sunodome means to delight. Euphraeinamai, to be in a good frame of mind. Revelation 2 and 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. 
The Greek definition of overcome, according to the Complete Word Study Bible Dictionary, Nikaio, contracted from Niko, or Nikeso, from Nike, which means victory, to be victorious, or prevail. Psalm 51 and 4, where the Hebrew word means to be pure, meaning to overcome, conquer, subdue, spoken of Jesus or his followers as victorious over the world, evil, and all the adversaries of his kingdom, with the expressed or implied, as a part, without any qualification, he that overcometh, used in an absolute sense, of the adversaries of Christ's kingdom as temporarily victorious, Hupernikaio, which means to be more than conquerors, Triambio, which means to triumph, Curio, which means to have dominion over, Catechirio, which means to completely overcome, Hitayo, which means to overcome or to cause somebody to be defeated, Ishuo, to be powerful, and Katishuo, to be strong against, Krateo, to control. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Avenu.info blog podcast. Special thanks to our authors, Bishop Demetrix and Pastor Pauline Roscoe, and to our editor, Val Gunter. We ask you to help us with a gift of any size. Many lives are being changed worldwide by this ministry. Contributions can be mailed to 401 Omega Street South, Birmingham, Alabama 35205 or visit avenu.info and click on the donate button to make a secure payment with your debit card, credit card or PayPal account. Thank you in advance for your giving. Always walk blessed in the strong name of Jesus. To contact Bishop Roscoe by phone, please call 205-323-3733. 205-323-3733.